0: I love playing football because it's all about being around the boys.
1: I get to hang out with all my mates every week.
0: To run down the race at Northport Oval with 23 of my close mates.
1: It's fun to run out every week with the girls, and I love the competitiveness.
2: Penny's Pies are Premiers, collie with the 2019 VFLW Premiership winners.
0: Bolter kicks for all his
1: worth, long to the run! Like the Tigers of old,
2: they're strong. VFL Hello everyone and welcome to our bonus edition of Kick Vix. We are previewing the VFL season and it is coming at us like a freight train. Our team is assembled again and I'm telling you now, uh, two of the members of our panel today will be very excited about one of the teams we are going to discuss. Uh, Jared Thomas is here. Hello, Jared. Hello. Good to be back. Great to have you with us. Ollie Walker-Peel, of course, the voice of Frankston. He's here as well. Hello, Ollie.
0: Uh, Hello,
3: Joey. Hello, Jared. Hello, Josh. Hope you're all well.
2: Going great, mate. Going great. And Joshie Ward, of course, he's the captain of the Kick Vicks podcast. He's back again. Hello, Joshie.
1: Hello, Joe. Great to be back on again.
2: Now, uh, your famous hat, you've been that, I've been told, over the last couple of weeks, and you've just decided to pick out some teams, and you've gone by request of Jared and Ollie uh, today, we're going to talk about Frankston, the Brisbane Lions, and the Box Hill Hawks. So obviously, Frankston will prick the ears of those two gentlemen. But before we get into uh, previewing these three sides, there's been a little bit of news around the VFL world in the last week or so with some signings and some announcements. What can you tell us, Joshy?
1: Well, first off, we'll head up to a team we've already previewed, uh, the Northern Bullants, and they've pulled off a major crew, in my opinion, uh, they have signed ex melbourne midfielder Carl Dunkley. Uh, he's coming off a season with the Essendon VFL a uh, list last year, and he's, he comes to this side as pretty much a, a replacement for Paul Ahern, who who left for the ED, EDFL side, uh, Pasco Vale Panthers. Um, Mitchy Cox as well. He's um he's been signed on by by the brisbane afl side we might get to see him in the brisbane reserves but yeah that's a massive it's a massive news for him i'm sure i'm sure ollie and jared are, are pleased with that news that mitch has, has been signed by an afl side been training with them for a couple of weeks now uh and where are we they've announced co-captains this year uh going with the old co-captain system which has sort of helped for some teams uh, in recent years, but it will be interesting to see how they go. And and re- more, most recently, uh, extending on Stingrays captain um, from last year, Bailey Welsh. He's uh. He's been he's made a late move to the VFL he Paul, Paul Amy reported he was going to sign with West Adelaide and the Sanford but now he's taken a u-turn and has signed on with Frankston so some massive signing news there for the Dolphins
2: all right so we will get into the preview in just a moment boys the co-captaincy announcement there are some teams that love doing co-captains we know in the AFL it's just a thing that the Sydney Swans do. They pick half the team and say, you're all captain and we'll just rotate you around. I noticed Melbourne have just decided to go with Max Gaunt captain and Jack Viney, vice captain. They don't have a leadership group at all. Uh, Ollie, where do you stand on co-captains of uh, teams, be it AFL, VFL, AFLW? What do you think of dual captaincies?
3: It was something that I never really took too much care in, you know, for the first few years of following Australian rules football. But, Having having analysed it, and obviously I I support a team that last year had the co-captain system and thankfully have removed it. No disrespect (laughs) to Jaron Geary, I think he's a great leader, but I just think having one captain, um, as good a captain as Jaron Geary is, is not what I'm saying. I'm not having a go at Jaron Geary. I just think having one captain makes so much more sense. Um, I just think having one leader and having a leadership group, you know, it improves the hierarchy of a team, if that makes any sense. Because you know you've got one person to look to, as the main guy, and you've got so many other people below him who or below him or her or, or them who can do a decent job. Uh, and so I just think that works out well.
2: So at Werribee, Jared, are there Michael Sodomaco is not going to be the captain this season. Uh, Tom Gribble and Dom Brew. So it's taken them two men to replace one. Uh, Tom was the 2019 JJ Liston Trophy winner. So he comes with some credentials. That was the last time we had a full season. Why do they? Why do you think they've gone with two captains? Uh, Wary Footy Club.
0: I it's tough because like like Oli, I don't really. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the co-captain system. Um, one of the ways I think, and I, I didn't mind the way that Saints did it last year because they knew that it was like a transition period in between Geary and Steel. Steele was always going to be that captain that came up. And, and became, or the guy that came up and became the captain after Giri was gone. So I didn't mind that fact that it was transition. Neither. So I'm kind of thinking it's hopefully along the same sort of lines. Like I said, I'm not on big on the co-captains. I like having a captain and then like with the, the leadership group, you have kind of one in each section of the field that can kind of lead that group. You have like a forward, a back, and then like another midfielder to kind of fill out that group. That's more what it is. But with the co-captains, I think if you're going to do a transition period like that, then that's the best way to do it. And hopefully that's what they're thinking.
2: I tend to agree. I don't like co-captains and eight men leadership groups, Joshie, are a waste of time. Just toss the coin, point which way you're going, and show your actions on the field. Let's get into the preview and talk about the mighty Frankston Dolphins. Jared and Ollie are chomping at the bit to get stuck into this. So I'll just tell you that last year, boys, they finished 10th with a 6-5 and five record. The coach is Danny Ryan. The captain is Josh Newman. There's a host of changes to your playing squad. Ollie, take it away.
3: Well, the first thing I want to mention is my man Mitch Cox. Honestly, if you listen to the to the broadcasts last year on RWP, I wax lyrical about Mitch Cox. I thought he he, he was my favourite player last year, um, and he was just so fun to watch. He's electric, and for the Brisbane fans that may be tuning in, you're getting a player that is ready made, mature age um and obviously knows what the goals are can play through midfield um, and forward so you've got a very versatile player there so i'm buzzing for mitch cox that he's got the move obviously was slated to play at williamstown anyway so he's gonna leave Frankston in any case but i'm glad to see that he's gone to brisbane and hopefully plays at the top level this year obviously nathan freeman is another one who has left the club gone to adelaide so that's a massive massive loss for, uh, for Frankston as a whole uh, again, great for him that he gets another chance potentially at AFL level if he can get onto the Adelaide's, uh, on the Crow's main list, sorry. Um, but the Inns for Frankston Trent Minot from, from Box Hill is a good one, Riley Stoddart, uh, Will Walker um, The one I'm really bullish about though is tailing demand from Fremantle. To be honest, I didn't realise that he played 40 odd games at AFL level, I thought it was more in the 20s but he'll be a great player at the level saw a practice match at Parade College between Frankston and it was um, the bull ants that they played. I apologize. Um, and Bradkey did well there. Um, and on the Bailey Welsh news, he's been down this neck of the woods, been, you know, everyone's been bullish about him. So good to see him get his chance. Um, a lot of turnover, as we say. Jack menther has gone as well. Tyler Young's gone to Richmond. I think that's a good signing for them. There's a lot of turnover, but I think it's probably, I don't even know whether it's a drop or not, because there's big outs, but there's also big ins. I'm going to be bullish and say that it's just about an improvement. Um, obviously, Begley is going to be the main one. He's going to need to kick 40 plus, I think, 40, 45 plus if the Dolphins are any chance of making finals. But a lot of turnover and they're going to be an interesting side to watch this year and hopefully I get the chance of being in the box seat and watching a few games.
2: I'm sure you will be. Uh, Jared, uh, there's a couple of outs who I do know through the Vaffer. they're... They're missing Angus Stiles and Harry Loughlin, both from Corfield, but they're bringing in Angus Grant. Uh, now, for people who don't know Angus Grant, he's from Old Mentonians. And last year in the 11 games, we did get to play at local level. He was a nominee for the rising star in the competition, which means he is on the up. That is a young shining light that they can look out for, Franks and fans. What else can you tell us about the Dolphins?
0: They've Got a couple of young guys that are they're really working their way up. Uh, like we we're saying before, Austin Brakey from the Melbourne side. Uh, he's been playing a lot down back. I was kind of hoping that they would chuck him forward or give him a go up forward at points, just because, as uh, Ollie was saying, there's going to be a lot of onus on, uh, on Josh Begley this year to, to be their key forward. But I think Brakey would play quite well down there uh, if he was given the opportunity. The the ends of Taylor and Juman, uh, Trent, might not rather start out a, a big um, and the way that they're going about it. I, I got down to watch their their practice match against Coburg on the weekend. Uh, they were attacking like the whole way through. They had a lot of the possession. They had a lot of the ball. They had more scoring shots, but they, the only issue they had was that their defense was a bit leaky in the first half. They Coburg, I reckon in the first quarter, they had three inside fifties, but it was three goals and it was very quick kind of turnover. Um, and they, they struggled, but then eventually they, they kind of evened it out a bit. Their captain, Josh Newman was fantastic on that day. He had a lot of scoring shots himself, a lot of touches, and he was working himself to the bone uh, for them. But they do look all right, even though they had quite a few losses. Obviously, Freeman is a massive loss. Cox as well. It's great to see him uh, going up there. And with Freeman as well, I, I think that either in the mid-season draft or as, as got announced recently, the AFL has a, a COVID supplementary list. They or do, you can yes. up to, to 20 players. I think that Adelaide, I think uh, Freeman will be first on that list for Adelaide, I'm pretty sure. So either he'll get picked up in that mid-season draft or I think he'll, he'll kind of be in for a chance again. But a few losses, but a few big ins that I think they're going to look really good. Will Walker from North Melbourne as well. He's a good young player. Uh, and I think they're going to be just about the
2: same. So stay for Jared. Yeah. Stay around that 10th spot on the table. Uh, Wardy, Joshy, what do you got for us on the Franks and Dolphins?
1: Uh, the, yeah. Some of these players, they're terrific. But they're really good signings. So Riley Stoddard, I believe, might have been, was he on Sydney's list? I think he might have been, or played yeah. reserves with them. Yeah. Um he did really well. I felt for Cal- the Carlton reserves this year. Um, yeah, Taylan Draman, I think he's a pretty good in. I, I like the signing of Will Walker. He he's got a lot of talent. Uh, it it is a really these the signings are pretty good. Yeah, I think Menther and Cox are massive losses. They both had terrific seasons in the forward line and midfield. Mitch Cox. Yeah, I'm happy for him too. He was. Um, he was a star this year and deserves his chance at the AFL and hopefully he can do some good things. Bailey Welsh. That's a pretty big into, um, I do. I think this year I, I see them going slightly up because the, those signings, I think the, the, the three losses they've had, Jack meant the Mitch Cox and Nathan Freeman. I forgot to mention him before. Um, they're pretty big losses and Tyler young too. He's a pretty good player. Um, pretty talented player down back or anywhere across the ground too. Um but yeah I think the ins that they've bought, they're really good ins, really positive ins, I feel. And I, I see them slightly going up and maybe even making that final that uh, 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 that eighth spot to make finals. So yeah, I think I think I'm hoping they make finals because they're a great club with a lot of history. And yeah, you know, with this side, I think they can.
2: Interesting watch on the Franks and dolphins and we'll have plenty of coverage on the kick vicks podcast with uh, ollie and jared both following them closely let's move over to the brisbane lions boys they finished 17th last year three wins seven losses former bulldog mitch hahn is the coach of the footy club joshie it's a good end when you look at the list and wiley Buzz's name is on there
1: yeah it's a massive in from for the Brisbane Lions he had a terrific season last year 20 goals for the for the bees was their top score was their top scorer um he comes across with AFL experience too um, having played with the cats and oh, i think he I think he was listed with Port but only played a couple of games um Mitch cox we might get to see him on the um, we might get to see him play a couple of VFL games. Hopefully we get to see him on the AFLs. But yeah, he'll I think he'll when he plays, he'll cause havoc for the Lions. Um they did they did they did play a practice match on the weekend. This surprised me too, because that this was against Southport. Now, not too sure, not too sure on the list, but the Lions did get did get the win as well. I caught it in the previous bonus episode that Southport would go unbeaten this season, but who knows? Many factors could have been involved in in the Lions and winning and the Sharks losing. But yeah, it's um, it's interesting because there's not too much not not too much known on other signings. Um, maybe they could have had a couple of AFL players playing as well. But yeah, it's um, it's going to be an interesting season. Jackson Hill as well. I thought he did pretty decent for Sandringham, and it's a pretty good in from them. Um, but yeah, they've brought in a couple of good players couple of players from VFL a VFL list and yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how they go. They could go yeah, it could be a young side again. But yeah, for me, I do see them slightly going
2: up. Slightly up for the Brisbane Lions in twenty twenty two. Ollie, what do you think of the Maroon Golden Blue?
3: I think they'll go up as well. Um I think Wiley Buzzer is a- big in obviously had his crack at AFL level didn't quite make the best of it I didn't think but will be a quality quality player at VFL level I think I've got them going up a little bit more than slightly I, I I don't know why I think they may may go up. I don't know what what Josh considers as slightly maybe one or two spots but I think maybe three or four up to maybe 13th 14th maybe um
2: I've got them going up as well what do you think Jared or the Brisbane Lions this season
0: yeah, I'm really bullish about the Lions. I think that, that win against Southport, obviously, as we know, Southport are really good. And we, we it's a practice match, so they could have had as little players playing as many as they want. But the ins that they've got while the buzz is huge. And I reckon Mitch Cox is going to play quite a bit of, um, of footy with the Lions, most likely. I don't know how much he'll play uh, in the AFL to at least start the year anyway. Uh, so I think the Lions are going to not just kind of slightly up. I actually think they're going to be a lot better than they were last year. I think 17th is well below what their standards are. I reckon they'll, they'll really, really come their way at the table.
2: Okay. Interesting stuff. Everyone's got them shooting up the ladder. Joshy, just to confirm Ollie's question. Um, yes. How, how high up the table are you thinking?
1: Slightly up. I mean, like, yeah, three or four spots, actually. That's that's slightly up it's because of the fact that there's so many teams in this VFL competition. I consider three or four sides as going slightly up. So, yeah, I do see them around that 13, 14th mark.
2: Uh, we'll find out after round one because they play Carlton. Straight away, Josh, you'll have <laughs> eyes all over them. They do not play the Box Hill Hawks or the Bombers this season, according to the VFL website. And if you are a fan of the Brisbane Lions or the old Fitzroy in Victoria, you'll get to see them six times, which is fantastic. Let's talk about the Box Hill Hawks, the Mighty Hawks. Uh, what do you think on this side that finished third last season with eight wins and two losses, Joshie? Every single one of their good players ends up getting asked to come and train with their AFL team. This VFL side—they're a powerhouse when it comes to a breeding ground of VFL into the AFL. It's,
1: it has so much talent. Even their coaches uh, are getting promoted into AFL sides. It was great to see Sam Mitchell promoted to the Haw- Hawks' job, albeit in in messy circumstances. I- I'd consider them messy, but. It was an extreme extreme mess down at Waverley Park but yeah it's yeah, it's good to that, yeah it's good to see that some of these Hawks players are getting promoted to to, to the AFL sides. Um, I've got some really good ends. I'll talk off the top two massive ins are uh, Benny Kavara and James Parsons. those are two humongous ins James Parsons, team of the year in the VFL Ben Lee Levy's also he's, he's dominated. In the VFL for the for Footscray in recent years, um, a couple of a couple of events from, uh, well, my neck of the woods, uh, Lachlan wide. Now, his his dad, Stuart, he is an eastern suburbs legend. He's he's coached he's he's coached um he's coached East Burwood, which are pretty successful couple are on the are on the are uh, growing up in divisions um in the Eastern Footy League and a historical club and he's played 400 he's played 200 games out east and kicked like 400 goals something along those lines he's a a big in um jalen thorpe as well he's an excitement machine got to watch him um once last year for for west for a really strong west preston lakeside side in the in the northern flea league division one he's an excitement machine can play anywhere um he did really well in the practice match as well out at pump road against Richmond last week from what I, what I saw on the Hawks Twitter. And yeah, he, he can play anywhere. I hope they play him up for it because yeah, he's, he can, he can kick a bag and take some really good marks. Uh, Liam Coglin as well. He's someone from Doncaster again, a premier division club, a, a top division club, premier division club in the Eastern footy league. He played, he was a, Big player for them, Ben Kavara and James Pastons. Those are two big ins. I'm excited to see some of the ins that I mentioned as well. They've had a couple of losses. Mentioned off the top, tr- Trent Minot. He went to Frankston, uh, but Braden Kilpatrick. He's been um, he was a, he's been a warrior for box for Box Hill um, the last couple of years. He's he's retired from the VFL and has moved on to to play with his a lot. His well, he's aligned club South Croydon in the East, which is great for the Eastern Footy League. It means we get to see more of of Braden Kilpatrick but it's a bit of a blow for Boxell given how well he did perform um for them and Josh DeLuca as well AFL quality player didn't play too many times for them um but yeah it's a bit of a blow couple of a couple of fringe players that have left uh Lockie Walker to Lockie Walker and Trent Warren to Coburg Mackenzie Dorian as well um he's um he played finals in twenty nineteen for the Hawks. Didn't play didn't play a game, I think, for them last year, but was on their list. Um he's left for the Bullhands. So a couple of blow a couple of blows
2: there, but two massive ends in Benny Cavara and Jimmy Parsons. They also uh lose Elliot and Josh Legris, the brothers, who will go back and play at Old Brighton in the Vafa, but they do pick up Campbell Tweedy, who's in the same team as the Legris boys, uh, going this season. Up down to a stage, for the Box Hill Hawks. Ah, uh, they finished third last year, I think it'll be stay. I think, right. yeah,
1: the, I think, yeah. there's other sides that will be a bit better than them. They might maybe drop one or two positions, but I do see them sticking around third.
2: All right. Third for the Box Hill Hawks. Ollie, what are you thinking on uh, the Hawks? And are there a couple of players you're keen to keep an eye on?
3: Um, I mean, Josh, has gone through that pretty comprehensively. I was going to mention Riley Bowman, who's gone to Southport. Um, I think that's a good sign for them. Uh, Mackenzie Dorian, we talked about when we previewed the Bull Ants. Um, Yeah, I think there's some, some obviously big losses. Kilpatrick, obviously, massive loss. He's been the cornerstone for, for Box Hill for a while. And DeLuca obviously has had two cracks at AFL level with uh, with Carlton and Frio. So he's a big loss. I think I've got them dropping. I don't think they'll drop far. Um, they'll still make the finals yep. rather comfortably for mine, but I don't think they'll finish as high as third.
2: They're playing Collingwood in the first round, then Carlton and Sandringham before the bye for them in round four. Jared, talk to us about Box Hill.
0: Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Like we have saying, there's a lot of turnover, um, even including their coach as well, uh, which is it's all obviously odd to see. The loss of uh, Trent Minot and Josh DeLuca in particular, I think for me, are, are pretty big losses for them. And the fact that they lose, uh, they've lose, they lost a lot of their players to other VFL clubs, like we said, uh, with Minot. They lost Bowman uh, to Southport, Warren to Coburg, uh, Dorian to the Bullants. So they lose a lot of their players to, to a lot of their rivals that I think they're going to miss a little bit. Uh, the ends that they've got are fantastic. We spoke about James Parsons the other week uh, about how his impact is going to affect uh, the Blues, and but I think he's going to be really good for them. With their change of a coach, it's going to be really interesting to see how they go. Obviously, Sam Mitchell went up. Um, I think they're going to be kind of not, not struggling without him because they won't struggle, but I think they're going to kind of lose a little bit of what they had last year uh, in the games that we played. I think they might go down slightly, but they'll still be in the finals.
2: Okay. Down slightly, still in the finals. All right. And only Joshy has them sitting in the top four. Uh, I might have them going down by a couple of spots as well on the Box Hill Hawks. Good wrap of uh, those three sides. We are closing in on round one. Of the VFL. Joshy, we've only got a few teams left. Uh, we're yet to do Collingwood. What's going on there? What is going on there? Well, we haven't gone too much news
1: on Collingwood. Oh, so. I'll
2: give you the news. They're going to be the premiers. I'll give you the news. Gee whiz. You don't need much <laughs> nice news, we just need to talk about the team how good
1: they are. <laughs> we will get to them eventually. It, it, the previous they will start ramping up these next couple of weeks, or, or especially with the VFLW buy coming up and with the VFL season coming so quickly. And lists are starting, I believe, lists might be starting to be lodged these next couple of weeks as well. You'd think, and yeah. It is coming. It is coming up towards us quickly. So we'll we will be pre, we will be previewing more teams, and yeah, it's exciting. To, it's exciting times. That the VFL it, that the men's VFL season is about to kick off, and the VFL women's season is in full swing.
2: It certainly is, and we are here every Thursday and every Monday at the moment, previewing the VFL and touching on every game in the VFLW. Boys, thank you very much for your time. We'll be back again later in the week as we look ahead to a weekend with no football for the VFLW. So we might get our chance to talk about Collingwood and a whole lot more later this week.